Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast, You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 4, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's set the table right at the onset. Today was a very narrow ranging day. Today was indicative of what's called the summer doldrums. The market really didn't do anything. It was an inside day to yesterday. Now, yesterday was a nice, big, healthy up day, so it's not out of the ordinary for the following day to do a whole lot of nothing. So today did a whole lot of nothing from an S&P perspective. In the end, they finished down about a nickel on the day. So basically, it's a flat day. However, there's always a however, However, the question is, was there money to be made today from an intraday perspective? We're going to answer that question when we go over to inside the numbers. And the second thing is, what's going on with the broader picture? So the broader picture is, and I believe tomorrow may be one of those phony jobs numbers. So if it is at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, they're going to be able to use it as an excuse to whip the tape around. Now, Can they push it a little bit higher? Yes. Are they at a big time area of quote unquote, and these are air quotes, overhead resistance? And the answer is yes. What is that overhead resistance? Again, the reiteration is we're into the breakdown box. Keep this in mind. Just because they reached the breakdown box, which we said they would do, and they're hanging around doesn't mean they're going to continue having a whole nother leg up. They may, but that's not what this means. It's overhead resistance. They spent some time deciding what to do as they were eating time off the clock when they were in this neighborhood here. So they did it for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight or nine days before they broke down. They've been hanging around the breakdown box this time for about five days. Doesn't mean they'll hang around for eight. I'm just saying it's not out of the ordinary to come back to a breakdown area as they did and hang around for a while before making the ultimate decision. Is there another leg higher or are they going to fail and have a natural garden variety pullback at least for starters? We still have some unfinished business up at 418.15, give or take. We have some pivot highs that have yet to be tested, 417.44. There's another one over here at 416.61. Yesterday's high was 415.68. We're splitting hairs with pennies, but let's go back to our sticky notepad and let's remember something that we put on one of them the other day. 410.50 is an interesting number. It's an important number. It's my bull bear pivot from a long-term perspective. If they continue closing daily and weekly above 410.50, that's really the bull case or it's not yet the bear case. If they close back below 410.50, that really activates the bear case. I would put that one on a sticky note. When we flip over to the weekly chart, we do this one every night now because they're at a critical area. The high is 416.61. They're hanging around. They've run a test of the high of the breakdown candle. Just because they didn't get all the way to the tippy top doesn't really make any difference. This is a concept. They've run a test of the high of the breakdown candle. If they close above that high, that's further bullish case. 
If they close the week, for example, tomorrow being Friday afternoon, still below that high, but have yet to be rejected, well, then they're still up in the neighborhood of the breakdown candle high, running the test, but if they don't break above it, it's just normal garden variety behavior until they either begin to pull back or break above. We don't know which way they're going to go. 120-minute chart. What's the look from the two-hour perspective? Well, it's pretty simple. They're making a bullish flaggish pattern inside of the most recent breakup candle, and they're in an uptrend above all the moving averages. Nothing wrong with this chart. It's a bullish position. Remember last night when we looked at this chart and we said, hey, if the market came down a little bit tomorrow, where would they go? What would they be doing? How about running a test of the most recent breakout area? So the market ran up to this spot, pulled back. Once it got over that spot, it's considered a breakout area. And therefore, coming back to run a test is normal garden variety market activity. So we talked about that exact thing happening in last night's video. And as you know, there's a method to the madness. So now we go over to inside the numbers and let's see if we were able to put our money where our mouth was this morning, knowing what they were likely to do, watching them do it in real time and taking advantage of it are entirely different things. Let's see what happened. Happy Thursday. They're still pushing higher even at zero dark 30. Summer doldrum type of tape. The writing was on the wall right out of the chute today. It was going to be a quiet day. Getting right down to it, the numbers up north, and we had some numbers. They never even reached them, but we had them. Down south, we have a gap left open last night at 4.1442. If they start getting below, it opens the door for 4.1250. Now, this is at zero dark 30. 4.1250. Here we go. Right at the vertical is today's activity, five-minute SPY chart. What are we looking at right here? The horizontal line happens to be 4.12.50. What happened? They came into it. They spiked it by a couple of pennies. It was low of day. Jordan got it in the room. Many traders in the live room got it. Inside the number members got it. And what you'll see later in the notes was, I was willing to step in a little bit above that price Either way, or any way you want to look at it, we got the trade out of the deal. Some traders got it twice, some traders got it once, notwithstanding stocks on the move. We'll circle back to those later. Here's a 30-minute chart. It's kind of in the middle. It's not five, but it's not a two-hour chart. So you could see clearly here that this was that area. All we were doing was putting our money where our mouth was in last night's video. They did the thing where they come back to run a test of the most recent breakout area. It works on monthly charts, weekly, daily, two-hour, four-hour, five-minute, one-minute, ten-minute, twenty-minute. It doesn't make any difference. The market does the same shit over and over and over again. Can you identify it? Can you take advantage of it? Do you know your numbers? Let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. 855, they're floating. We'll let them get the thing open, see what's what. Maybe there's an early shakeout operation allowing for a long side trade for another ride to the next destination. For now, that's what I'm working on. So early in the morning, long before the opening bell, I'm thinking from last night's video, let them come back, run a test. 
We'll call it a shakeout operation. That's kind of what it is. They'll bounce back up, provide the trade, and we go about our business. If they conduct an early shakeout operation, where would I be a willing buyer for a bounce back and possible rally leg higher? 413 and a quarter to 412.50. So I was willing to step in a little bit above that 412.50 from zero dark 30. It's a slow tape. They may not get to 412.50. I was keenly aware of that. I'm willing to buy a couple of different times in that zone. We'll just leave it at that. We know the spot where it's wrong, below 411.50. They never got down there. Didn't have to worry about it. And so we're moving along. See what else we have. About the overhead resistance. Where was that? 414.75 to 415. Let's check it out. Horizontal line is at 415. How you doing? 415 and change. 415 and change. How about 415 even? And there's your 414.75. So that's your resistance zone. And you can see not once, but twice today, the zone produced overhead resistance. It pays to know your numbers. Nice rides on Crocs and Cuervo. We'll circle back to stocks on the move later. Now, the front end for me was 413.25, meaning the front end of Showtime Zone. That's really where I was looking to step in for a long side trade. As we narrow things down, as they open up the market, 413.25 is the front end of Showtime Zone. So now we're back with the support areas, and you can see right out of the gate, first thing in the morning, they came close, but they never got down to 413 and a quarter. They really rallied away, and that's the trade I was looking for. That's at least the start. It's a scalp trade with potential. Then they came down, and look where they went to. They went right to 413 and a quarter. I think they spiked it by two pennies at the time. They bounced up again. Then they came back down to the lower end of the zone, 412.50. That's why it's a zone. They gave some traders the trade up front. Traders that wanted to wait for longer, they gave you the 412.50. They gave it to you one way or the other. Jordan and participants in the room were happy campers, as was many other Inside the Number members. That was basically the trade of the day. The rest of it, what I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Keep in mind, this is a business that the majority, if not almost all of it, is conducted in the morning, usually within about 90 minutes of the trading day. Sometimes we have a position we're waiting on it to work out later. However, the majority of the entries, if not all of them, are going to happen early in the morning. That's just the way this business is. That's the way this product was designed by virtue of how we're taking trades for the reasons we're taking trades. When the market is going back and forth in a chop shop formation, light volume, summer doldrums, just bouncing around, computers are trading it. You don't want to participate in that market. You're going to get chopped up. You need to enter the market when there is participation. That happens around the opening bell for about a half an hour, an hour, maybe 90 minutes on the outside. That's it. The rest of the time, the market goes to sleep. You're either already in waiting for something to work out or you're doing something else. It's a morning business. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Everything you need is in here from a concept and a numbers perspective. What we just did was went over the trade that was relevant. That's how you made money. I want you to see what else was in here. I'm an open book. We've got nothing to hide. We put out the numbers. We put out the commentary. We show it all every single day.
Stocks on the move. Pretty good laundry list today. We're going to take a look at the chart of FTNT. We'll take a look at Shake Shack. We'll look at Crocs, Cuervo, and we'll leave off Datadog and Wayfair. They didn't hit their numbers. They're no trades. Fortinet, it really was a no trade. Look what happened here early in the morning. The low in this candle is 53.86 against 80. Not low enough. Low of 53.81 against 80. They bounce away. They give you the deal. So now this trades off the table at that number. The next number, 51.95, they come up short again. The low here was 52.03. So this was a dud. It was a no trade because of the manner in which, or which they didn't. Shake Shack was a shame of a non-trade. Here's the deal. It opened below the first two numbers. The third number was 46.91. Opens below a number, it's off the table. The next number is immediately activated. The opening print was 46.80 below my number. So therefore, technically, it's off the board. They rip it back in the other direction anyway. This was designed to just give traders a headache, a screw job. It is what it is. We move on. They didn't do it in the manner in which some traders probably jumped in anyway. I just leave it be. The takeaway, the number worked. Crocs open below number number one, open below number number two. They're off the board. They're deactivated. The only number activated for this trade was 6808. They came into it. They spiked it by a little bit, had a rocket ride back in the other direction. Just for argument's sake, the high in the next candle was 7107. How about the high in the first candle? Don't forget, they opened at 6918. And here's your one minute chart. Opening at 6918, going lower first, making a low of 6682, ripping back in the other direction. Still in minute one, the high was 7128. Minute four, 7181. That's a rocket ride. You never know which ones. Cuervo, same routine, opening below number number one and two, 98.15 was the last line of defense, the third number, the only active number on the board, they spike it, they rip it back in the other direction, finish the day around 109 from an entry of 98.15, from an entry of 98.15, that's a rocket ride, you never know which ones. I know Jordan got this one in the room, he got the other two, I believe, but this one, I'm pretty sure he got a tremendous trade out of it, as did other traders in the room. It just took off. Like I say, you never know which ones. Stocks, just like anything else, markets, commodities, S&P 500, Qs, whatever it is, everything is headed to a destination at all times. The question is, can you identify the destination? Are they going to hang out for a cup of coffee or have a reaction back in the other direction? That's the whole premise behind what we're doing. Fantastic day for inside the numbers, stocks on the move, live room across the board. What's going on over in camp IWM? Well, nothing really. It's all the same tape. It's all the same market. And they were down 32 cents today. Again, the market really didn't move today. IWM didn't move much. The Q's moved a little bit. SPY moved a tiny bit. That's it. So they really didn't move the tape. There's not a lot of change from yesterday. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So let's not lose sight of, and this is my favorite canary in the coal mine, let's not lose sight of the breakdown candle. And now what are they doing? They're building some kind of a wedge pattern inside that breakdown candle. So here's the routine. Either they're going to 
get above and close above the high of that breakdown candle from the other day, or this is going to play out with another leg to the downside into these moving averages down at 13,008, 13,007 in that ballpark. The Q people, they were pushing a little bit higher today. Where are they headed? Well, check this out. The high of this breakdown candle is three and a quarter. We talked about this already a couple of times. 325.25, 324.40 on close today. High was 324.72. That's where they're headed. They're headed to the fat round number of three and a quarter. It's also a breakdown candle high. That is a good spot for A, being magnetic place that the market is going to be drawn to. And if they close above it, that's bullish. Generally speaking, they won't close above it right away. However, they're creeping into it. We don't really love creeping markets. If they were headed there in a hurry formation, like for example, if they got there yesterday, now the high yesterday was a couple of bucks away, dollar and a half or so away. If they got there yesterday, you could have counted on a pretty good pullback operation from three and a quarter, 25. Two days later, as they creep up there, not the same routine, but it is still magnetic and overhead resistance. Put it on a sticky note. The financials really didn't do anything today. They're just running sideways. So we need not complicate the video and talk about this. It's the same as all the other stuff. They're basically eating time off the clock. Smash Mouth, along with the Q people, they were having a positive day, up 1% today. So they're into the breakdown box, so we know about the box. So maybe, just maybe, and I'm just making things up as we go along, but maybe the other markets, like the S&P 500, for example, are hanging around their breakdown box because they were waiting for other stuff like Smash Mouth to get to its breakdown box. Now, that's not really the case, but it's interesting when you look at it saying, it's interesting how they're just now approaching the breakdown box. They were going higher, but the other markets are kind of stalled out. So we know that, at least for me, confirms that that type of thing, that breakdown box as we're calling it, is overhead resistance. Not only is it overhead resistance, but it's magnetic. It pulled price in. We talked about it long before price even got there. A lot of fanfare about gold. We'll talk about GLD today just for the heck of it. Throw things a little bit of a curveball. So I want to discuss it because a lot of fanfare in the media today. Should we buy gold? Is gold going to go up to new highs? Did gold bottom? All that stuff. Now here's a weekly chart. So what are we looking at? So we have to understand the big picture. First order of business is it's a weekly chart. So we know tomorrow is the end of the week. Here's a breakdown candle. The high is 167.33. They ran a test of it today. They didn't close above. The question is, do they close above it by Friday afternoon? That's the one thing you're watching. Now, if they do, then where are they headed? Well, obviously, they're headed right into the convergence of those moving averages. The 20, the 100, the 50 period moving average, that's also magnetic and has a tendency to pull price in. So two orders of business. First order, do they close above the breakdown candle high? If they do, they go right into the convergence of moving averages, right into not meeting Monday morning by nine o'clock, but right into it, meaning that's the next big time thing that will be going on. Magnetic or not, that will be an area of overhead resistance. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.